1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Good News for the City, the broadcast radio partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. My name is Brian Bales, and as always, I get an opportunity to come to wherever you're listening right now. It's in your home, maybe in your car, somewhere in the listening distance of a smart speaker, wherever that might be, and talk about this truth that in a world that promises many different ways, there's only one way, and it's the gospel that makes it through Jesus Christ. Uh, so today, we're going to find ourselves talking again about how God uses someone in amazing ways. That's what scripture's about. How God uses people in amazing ways. That's what I open up every weekend at Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn, Virginia and talk about. How God uses people through scripture. And I think sometimes it's easy for us to think, well, that's just for other people in scripture. But God uses people here right today as well. In fact, that's what our guest is going to talk about. Because when we reflect upon the beauty that surrounds us here on this earth, we can't help but appreciate God and his creativity. Romans chapter 1 verse 20 talks about that, that creation is a testimony to God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. They can be seen and understood from what has been created, what's been made, so that the people don't have an excuse But God's workmanship extended beyond just nature to humans when he created and provided a pathway through Jesus Christ. And he uses people to tell the truth about Jesus Christ. The truth is by grace that we're saved through faith, that we can't work for it. It's a gift of God so that none of us can boast of our work. And then it says in Ephesians chapter two, verse 10, here it is, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. God has a plan for each of us. He has a plan for me, he has a plan for our guest today that we're going to talk about, and he has a plan for you as our listener. And our guest today is going to talk about several different ways that plan has played out in his life. He's a Virginia State Trooper, but that's not his identity. His identity is a son of God. And he's a keenly aware that as a son of God, God has been working his plan in faith and faithfully living it out in him to help others and bring glory to him. See, because what life throws at us all, we might be tempted to feel that you know, God's plan maybe isn't playing out really well, or maybe it's playing out, but it's not good, but it is. You see, but it may be that our challenges are being used by God, and they are part of what qualifies us for the good works that he prepared for us in advance. So today, let's listen and learn how to discern and align ourselves with how God is working and sovereign in our life for a life filled with purpose and joy. And this is the story in many ways of our guest and how he shares it, Michael McSellers. Michael, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. Yeah, longtime listeners may recognize that wonderful baritone voice from a show many years back. We've been on over five years, so I was trying to think how long ago it was we had you on. Uh, But thanks for coming back. Uh, You are a mentor, you're a leader in your community who also travels the country as a motivational speaker. Uh, Your story is is, uh, like many, but unique to each of us. The story that we have and unique to you is that you grew up in a fatherless home in the inner city of East St. Louis. Mm-hmm. But you desire to beat the odds of what society would paint as your future. And so as a young boy, you dreamed of one day being a police officer. And so this passion was driven by your desire to help others and serve others. So you're first given an opportunity to serve our country as a Marine. And I've learned this once a Marine, always a Marine, right? That's correct. And you've served also as a Virginia State Trooper for 19 years, I believe, in that way. But also you passionately speak about godly marriages, families, relationships, how to overcome trauma through the help of Jesus Christ and hardship. And you also speak to first responders. You've been a speaker at many conferences, marriages, faith men, youth groups, first responder groups. You've been interviewed on shows like here, podcast as well, and other radio stations and local national news media outlets. You reside right here in Northern Virginia, and you have a beautiful and talented wife. I love how you say that. It's a very smart right that way. <laughs> uh, beautiful talented wife and, and one son. So thanks uh, just for being here. I think that we hear stories sometimes and without even trying, we paint our own mental picture. Sometimes that mental picture is correct. Sometimes that mental picture is framed by things that may be well-meaning, but aren't true. And so for our listeners who hear you were born growing up in the inner city of East St. Louis, they may have started developing a picture that may be accurate, maybe not, but let's go to you. You're the one that can tell us about that growing up. What was that environment like in your community, and your home life?
2: Well, you know, again, uh, Growing up in the inner city, um, like you stated, I grew up in a home with the fa- without a father. Um, my mom, um, uh, she didn't uh, work. Um, so, you know, as a young boy, you know what I mean? Growing up and watching that type of environment, um, seeing things around me. I mean, there was, uh, you know, gangs and drugs and things like that. And uh, But my mom tried her best to, to keep me out of that influence, you mm-hmm. know, even though that surrounded me. And, um, but I remember thinking like, you know, I want it better for myself, you know what I mean? And, uh, I did have some friends, um, that were inspirational to me. Um, and I had a cousin who, when I was in the military and, um, he also inspired me to try to get out of the inner city, but I wanted to make a difference. Yeah. Um, I wanted to take from what I've experienced growing up and truly, uh, do something different with my life. And, uh, and that truly shaped and molded me in who I am today.
1: It's always interesting to see how God brings people in our life. Sometimes we don't see it until we look back. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Sometimes we're totally aware of it that God brought that friend in there that challenged you or whatever it might be. But walk us through a little bit about some of what you felt like were your early needs, to why those dreams then came out of why you wanted to make a difference. Certainly you've painted a picture broadly, but I think a lot it'd be easy for many people to say, This is my experience. I'm just going to deal with me and, and that's not a bad thing. But it's another step to think, all right, not am I going to deal with me and the early experiences I have. I want to take those experiences and as I've grown through them and help others. Walk us that journey a bit if you could.
2: Well, you know, I've always, um, you know, the needs that I needed uh, that, that inspired me and encouraged me to, to operate and walk in things differently was the need to feel like that I can accomplish something. Okay. That I didn't have to stay, you know, in the same type of environment that I grew up in. That there was bigger things in this world that was around me and uh I can remember I think I was like 5 years old. I remember the Lord even then speaking to me and said, "Michael, um I have a purpose in calling in your life. Uh, and this is 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 bigger than you. Mm-hmm. And as long as you trust me and stay faithful to me, those things will come to pass." And um and I just always remembered that that word from the Lord that I heard, you know, and uh and just uh
1: walked in that. Yeah. Know? That's such a wonderful mind here. As long as you trust me, Uh, a lot of times I I know in my life and and probably a lot of our listeners' life as well, we often develop trust around our circumstances. If our circumstances are optimal, trust is high. But circumstances are not really the basis of our trust as people of the good news, of the gospel. It's the presence of Jesus in our life. And you were able to hold on to that truth that he was there. He was right there with you and working in your circumstances even though they might not have been optimal. Because certainly I'm sure there were times where things were going well and times where things were challenging, I think – I think of this meme I've often seen on social media. How we think it works, and it starts in the left, and it moves all the way up to the right, and everything's smooth. But really, how life works is a lot of dips, a lot of valleys, and then some some higher mountaintop experiences. Has that been the case for you? Yes,
2: um, there have been many ups and downs, you know. Uh, and but God has been faithful. And and here's the thing: like even in those moments, even mm-hmm. growing up, even back then in the inner city, you know, God has always been faithful. He has never failed any one of us, and he never will. And just operating in that, walking in it, and knowing that God wants the best for us, even though he may allow us to go through challenging times, they're always leading us somewhere, Mm. leading us closer and deeper towards him if we allow it to. And that's the thing, right? That's the key thing. If we allow those situations and circumstances lead us closer to him, because at the end of the day,
1: he wants the best for us. Mm, That's a good word. We can stop right there and (laughs) and just settle on that. But we got a lot more things to talk to about God's faithfulness through all this and your choice to trust God's providence and sovereignty that he has the right and the authority. But anything that he does around us and allows in is he'll use it for good and and for his glory. So let's talk about for people I think who are maybe at a particular place in their life that's hard for them to grasp all that there's a plan in the midst of this, that God hasn't abandoned me, they're struggling with trust, you know, oftentimes we don't fully grasp God's plan until we're farther down the road. Is that the case in you? Or like, again, you heard it five, but for me, I would think, even if I heard it five, I'd still be going back on, how does this work or that sort of, how did it work out in your life?
2: Yeah, I think one of the things for me, the way it worked out for me is that each time, you know, God had me navigate through something, his promises always prevailed. Mm-hmm. So I can bank on that. I yeah. can trust him because he's always proven himself. He's always mm-hmm. showed up. So in those moments of struggles, in those moments of setback, I always can remind myself of my past experience, mm-hmm. the past thing that the Lord has done for me and the things he navigated me through, that he was always present. And each time I was growing to be more and more like him and closer to him through the process. Um, so I always say now, man, I promise you there's nothing that this life can throw at me that will not help Would it me to lose my trust and faith in the Lord because he's been
1: faithful every way. Yeah, it's a great reminder that we can trust God with our future because he's proved it in the past. I had, a, I had a friend one time that said, hey, in those moments where you're experiencing the proving of God in your life, don't forget to write them down. To, you know whatever works cuz i got a short memory maybe other people have better memory than i do but it's really easy to forget what god's proven in the past in the in the face of your current circumstances but he who has promised is faithful Amen. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. He was the one that proved it then and is there. And I think, you know, as I've known you a little bit, you know, through interviewing before and, you know, we're connected on social media to the extent that people can know each other through social media and, and getting to know you a little bit more today, you know, God has been doing things through you. In fact, when I looked at all the things that God yeah. is doing through you, I thought, man, I feel lazy. I'm just <laughs> going to be honest. I, I feel a little bit lazy. But could you sort of just walk a little bit some of the ways that God is now taken and using your life experiences to shape your heart, to turn you into the man that he wants you to be and is making you to be, and you are all at the same time. We're in process. We've never arrived, but hopefully we're looking more like Jesus today than we did yesterday. And then how he puts all of those experiences to work, because you – you got all kinds of different things that you have yourself involved in that God has providently asked you, will you step into this? Nice. And you've said yes. Um, so let's kind of walk through some of those. One of them is called the First Responders Bridge. You can find out more about First Responders Bridge at firstrespondersbridge.org. Talk about what that is and your involvement there. Uh, The First Responders to Bridge is an organization
2: that put on conferences for first responders uh, and their families, like a three-day retreat. Mm -hmm. um, If they're dealing with any emotional uh, crisis, relational crisis, um, they bring these families in, they pay for it, cover everything, and they have speakers, counselors, counselors. And they come in and they try to pour into these first responders, and let them know that they're not alone, that they're not dealing with these things by themselves, that there are other people that's navigated through these things, yes. and try to encourage them and inspire them to walk out of this, these this retreat after these three days, um, better uh, than they came in. Mm-hmm. And um, the way I got involved was several years ago. They heard me on Billy Graham's radio. Yeah. And uh, they heard me at Billy Graham's radio station and they heard me talking about, you know, some of the things that I navigated through through my experience, uh, being a first responder to trauma. And um, and then they heard one of the other guests heard me speak at one of Billy Graham's uh, conferences and they wanted to bring me in. They had listened to my podcast at the time I had faith on the force. And they wanted to bring me in to be an inspiration to, you know, to talk to these other first responders and share my story on how God brought me out of it. So that's how I got involved.
1: Yeah, well, I love it because I don't think a lot of times that we think that the helpers need help. and that's that's what first responders are they're they're helping others in deep need and it's really easy to forget the trauma the ptsd and yes. i'm not using that word in some sort of fake way the legitimate post-traumatic stress syndrome PTSD. you know what i meant to say there and um in ways that carry with them and having other people, and especially if I remember from our last conversation, a lots of times for first responders and the helpers, it's very hard for them to then be vulnerable in that way. So having an outlet where they can be around other people who've been where they are and have received help and now offering that help to them is such a, a wonderful thing. And so if you're listening today on podcast or on WAVA right now, and you know someone who could use some help because they're a helper, I do encourage them uh, to go to firstrespondersbridge.org and find out more about that. In fact, uh, if you go there, they're always having some sense of retreats. There's one coming up. I encourage you to go there, click on that, uh, and find out more. Uh, I'm sure there's there's still time to register right now and that sort of thing. So go ahead and get that. But you're also involved um, in an organization called Blue Help, bluehelp.org. For those people who are listening in the car. You can go back and re-listen and catch all these websites, I promise you. But I wanted to give that to you. Uh, what is that about? Blue Help is to help families of
2: uh, police officers um, that completed suicide. Um, basically, suicide is the number one death of police officers. It's not getting shot. Uh, it's not dying in a car crash. Those combined, uh, suicide is the number one death of police officers in their families. And during that time, families go through a lot of different trauma, you know, yeah. from that experience. And a lot of times, resources are not available. Um It's not like the line of duty death. A lot of times there's some guilt, there's some shame there. Um, agencies don't always recognize uh, the work of the law enforcement officers. Uh, you know, so Blue Help is an organization that assists these families um, as they navigate through the trauma of suicide and also teach prevention mm-hmm. to first responders on what it looks like to deal with mental mental health issues, um how to process and navigate through the
1: tra- trauma that you're dealing with. Yeah, I can't imagine, number one, you having a scenario where you're a family member and you're considering that every day that your family member is going out and they are risking their lives for other people, and then having that moment and realizing the trauma and the difficulty that they had been processing led them to believe, hey, I should take my own life, what it looked like to walk through that. So thank you for what you're doing and, again, helping the helpers. Uh, in that way. And and you have the opportunity, obviously, to work those organizations. But you mentioned earlier, you have the opportunities. McSeller Speaks is uh, where you go in and you talk. Obviously, I'm sure it does some helping this way, but there's some other things that you do through that that we could talk about maybe?
2: Yes. McSeller Speak um, is one of the things that um, I do As again, like you talked about, I travel around speaking across the country. And um, on what God has put into me to give out to his people, and, and it's uh, talking about trauma, but most of all, Marriage relationships is deep. One of the things that Lord has really given me to talk about, because at the end of the day, uh, a lot of things is, I think that uh, society, the view of marriage has been downgraded. Mm -hmm. Um, If you look at the Bible from a biblical perspective, it was God and his relationship with Adam first, then God had a relationship with Eve, right? And then he brought them together. That was that foundation. Marriage is the oldest human relationship ever established and it is our foundation and right now the way we society's viewed it um it's it's not in the proper order that god has placed it in and god has given me a mission to go and talk about marriages and what godly marriages look like and how do you work walked out and what they live like and we say all the time people say all the time marriage is hard marriage is difficult and the lord convicted me one day um on on that he said this here's the thing that's the world's viewpoint of marriage yeah but my viewpoint, Mary, it doesn't have to be hard. Will there be challenges you have to navigate through too? But it doesn't have to be hard. If you trust me, you leave it up to me, let me lead and guide it, then I, I, I'm going to give you the best. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's up to you to truly trust that I'm willing to, I can do that. You know, and a lot of times in marriages, um, we look at the other party and we don't look at it ourselves. You know, you, we are in control of ourselves. You get to determine what type of husband you want to be. What type of wife you want to be, no one else does. Your that's spouse right. doesn't get to determine it. You get to determine that. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think it's time for us to take
1: back control of responsibilities that we have that we can control in our own lives. I think there's a lot of deflection that can often have. Like if this if my spouse just fixed this, I'd be okay. Right, right. If they just did this, I'd be okay. And that's not letting off the spouse. Right. Of the work that God needs to do in their life and what happened. But lots of times it's not looking in the mirror and saying, All right, what is the work that God needs to do in my life? Mm-hmm. And if if I am becoming more like he wants me to be like Jesus, then I'm a better spouse for this other person. And so that's just a wonderful reminder, because I will say this, uh, 22 years just uh, this month, it it may be work, but oh, it's worth it. in in that way when you when you're able to see god work in that relationship in that way now you also um talk about something else that i think is at the forefront of our culture today and it's probably always been there so i don't want to pretend like this is new but i think it's it's popped up some more lately over the last several years with the discord uh, that you've seen in so many ways around racial issues and so We've talked many times on Good News for the City, uh, one of the core values that we have is unity. What, How can we reflect and be the church if we can't live in unity? And there's even struggles inside the church of differences because of our races and what it looks like to understand, no, 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 there's actually one race. It's the human race created yeah. by God. But how do we live in unity that way? Um, you recently just shot a video, I believe, uh, at the Martin Luther King Memorial about this.
2: Yeah, I did. Um, Uh, One day I was in my quiet time And uh, I was in my Bible study time And uh, prior to that we just had a shooting uh, It was I think it was Ohio A police officer shot and killed This African American girl who's in the process of Stabbing another girl And there was an uproar in the fact that he had shot And killed this girl And my my position was like well He was attempting to save a life And I remember I was in my Bible study time Reading that morning and the Lord was like Mike I want you to do something And I'm like huh He said I want you to go to D.C. and shoot a video and I'm like, Lord, you want me to do what? Go shoot a video. And I was like, okay. Um, so I reached out to my friend, has a production company. I told him my heart and uh, what God had given me in the plane he wanted me to do. And we went to D.C. and we shot this video. And basically, we was talking about unity. What does unity look like? Trying to bring the community together between law enforcement and African-American community. Because at that point, I'm at, at the age of 13, I was racially profiled by police, Right. Mm-hmm. And But the whole position was is that, I didn't allow these two individuals cause me to judge a whole profession. And that was at 13. Prior to that, I always wanted to be a police officer. Now I could have easily allowed that situation prevent me from walking to my purpose and my calling because of that experience. But I knew that I was going to take that experience and make a difference and do something different with it. And by the grace of God, I was able to become a police officer. So in that I was trying to send a message that listen, I understand what it likes mean, mean to be a black man and I've had to raise a black son, but I also know what it means to be like to be a police officer and what the job is and, and what that entails and the trauma and the stress that comes alongside of it and the hard work the police officer is doing in the midst of things that are seen that are may not be necessarily true. Yes. And what I want to do is bridge the gap between the community and leaders. You know, I challenge, um, the president of NAACP to have a meeting with me. I challenge Al Sharpen to have a meeting with me so we can come together and bridge the gap. On how we can bring, instead of creating a divide, bring together the others in, in that. If know.
1: someone wanted to see that video, where
2: would they go? Um, it's, uh, if you, uh, it's online, uh-huh. um, under, um, Mick Seller's Commitment to Unity, mm-hmm. uh, you can find it online. Okay. You, you type that in, Mick Seller's
1: Commitment to Unity, and that video will pop up. Okay, great. Thanks for that. I should have given you a heads up. I was going to ask you about that. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. And if you're listening right now, like, man, I'd love to hear more from Michael. Great. The good news is another thing that he has is Mick Seller's Thought of the Day, and where it's a blog filled with scripture, encouraging uh, people to step up and draw closer to the relationship with Christ you can go to com. and I know I've given out a lot of websites a lot of ways to get connected with Michael they'll all be in the show notes if you go to goodnewsforthecity.com see there's another one and you catch it on podcast after it's live on WAVA um, one of the things we like to do though as we kind of get near the end of the show is to encourage people and so would you take a moment if you would to maybe encourage someone share a story of someone you serve maybe through your ministry who experienced transformation and And then let people know if this person can experience a transformation, there's hope for them as well. And, man, I had a guy
2: um, who uh, by the name of Kyle, um, he heard me speak about, you know, trauma in regards to his profession. And him and his wife heard me talk about marriage relationships and give out scriptures and and just pour in into them. um, Again, the gifting that God has given me about marriage. And, you know, several months later, man, he reached out to me and was like, his view on marriage has changed. His position as the husband has changed what God has called him to. His, his wife position as a God, the role that God has given her has changed and mm-hmm. really cha- has changed their marriage and, uh, really mm-hmm. encouraged them and inspired them. So, and their, their marriage has been thriving since, man. So, uh, for me, that's been a, a blessing to hear.
1: And I, I love, I love, I love to hear stories like that because I do. I think there's this temptation to say, Oh, Again, as we said at the top of the show, that only works for people in the Bible. And then here's the next temptation. That only works for the people I hear on podcast or radio. But the gospel and how it makes a way in our life applies to all of us in that way. So um, would, would you, if there's someone just out there going, oh, that's only for Michael, or that's only for someone, would you speak into them just real quickly and give them the encouragement? No, it's for them too. Yes. I just want you to know that it's not just for me. It is for you,
2: that the Lord wants the best for you. He gives the best and he's willing to walk and navigate you through any situation that you're dealing with. There's nothing too big for him. Just trust him. What I mean that truly, truly trust the Lord and give it to him and trust me, he will take it and he will walk alongside you in any
1: situation that you're dealing with. And amen and amen to that. So uh, if you've been listening today and you've been challenged and you've been encouraged like I have, I encourage you to just take a moment, maybe catch one of those uh, websites I've thrown out. And I know, again, I've thrown out a lot of them today. Or maybe just a simple way to get a hold of Michael is this. Send him an email, info at com, And I'm sure he would be happy to fill in the blanks that you might have missed in some of these things today as we were rapidly going through so many opportunities to make a difference. Facebook and Instagram, you can search in Michael J. Sellers. He's even a TikTok guy at the real M.J. Mix Sellers. You can catch him there. Um, but more importantly, as you've been listening today, I hope you've been hearing the power of the gospel mm-hmm. of how, when someone allows Jesus to come into their life as he invites himself into, that we are transformed in that way. And so, thanks for sharing part of your life. Thanks for sharing your story. I appreciate it.
2: Amen. Thank you for having me. It's a blessing.
1: And as you go today to wherever God is taking you, uh, no matter what the circumstances that you might find yourself in, may I encourage you and remind you of this, that God is bigger than your circumstances uh, and he wants to use Jesus to change you because this is the good news. It's the gospel that makes a way. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way.
0: Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. This is a partnership, movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington DC metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of Good News for the City, we will see transformed lives and communities, and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ.